All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Vendo Amazon and Walmart Growth Podcast. Uh, I'm joined today by some some awesome guests from Helium 10 and, and Kahoot. Would love for you all to go ahead and introduce yourself. All right, I can start. My name is Carrie. I'm a brand evangelist at Helium 10. Uh, I've also been selling on Amazon since 2016. I have my own Shopify account and also I'm uh, the brand evangelist for selling on Walmart as well. So I have pretty well-rounded experience with, uh, with e-commerce. And uh, I'm Anish Chaudhry with uh, Kahoot. I'm the founder and CEO. Kahoot is the world's first uh, peer-to-peer order fulfillment network. We help uh, brands and retailers achieve Amazon-like delivery on all channels that they sell and affordably. Great. Well, I don't think we need an introduction to you, Tisa. (laughs) We're back back again. Yeah. My name is Josh, and I'm the Digital Marketing Manager at Vendo, and I'm looking forward to our podcast today. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for for joining us today. and uh, for our, our new members in the audience out there, Vendo is a 360-degree Amazon and Walmart uh, growth management agency. So everything from advertising and marketing to logistics, channel control, creative, uh, you name it, we, we tackle it. Um, and, and so we're always trying to stay on top of the trends, stay you know, um, ahead of the trends if, if possible. And uh, one of the latest uh, kind of developments of many uh, to come out of the Amazon world recently, and it's been, um, you know, I know a lot of a lot of people's minds and, and headlines has been around Amazon's new buy with Prime uh, feature. Um, and so, for those of you who who, who aren't familiar with it, we're going to go into great detail. But essentially, it's it's a you know a feature that Amazon offers where you can drive traffic from your D 2 C site. Uh, straight to the Amazon checkout and uh, fulfill, uh, you know, through Amazon. Um, and so today we're going to be talking about the pros, the cons, and the various methods for driving D2C to Amazon, why you may want to do it, why you might not want to do it. That way you can really go out there and make a decision with as much information as possible. And just to set the stage here, um, we're going to dig into selling on marketplaces compared to D2C. So just a overview of the importance there. Um, which Manish will, will, will take us away with. Uh, and then we'll drive into the case for driving D2C to Amazon via the Buy With Prime program, the case for driving D2C to Amazon via a link, and the case for not driving D2C to Amazon at all. So without further ado, Manish. Uh, thank you, Nick. Um, well, first of all, first off, last year, uh, about a year ago, Kahoot conducted an original first-party research, what we wanted to do was we wanted to observe the shipping and price behavior of merchants on DTC site and also on marketplaces. Um, but suffice to say that uh, what, uh, with the data that we have, uh, marketplaces are growing faster than the DTC channels. You know, uh, of course, we saw the boom, the COVID boom from 2020 to 2021. And now, of course, this data is a little bit dated, but uh, suffice to say that uh, consumers love marketplaces and they are growing faster than DTC side, and that trend is likely to continue. Um, this is again uh, just talking about uh, e-commerce growth. You know, we had this uh, massive boom in 2020 when we were all locked, uh, you know, in lockdown, and uh, the consumer behavior changed dramatically. Uh, people thought that. Uh, Nobody was ever going to go back to stores. 
<laughs> but uh, we know that we know now that that's not true. So even the largest of sellers and marketplaces like Amazon has experienced some significant uh, slowdown. Even uh, they reported earnings even last uh, I think last, uh, last quarter that Amazon was down uh, two quarters in a row, which is a pretty much a well uh, bellwether that is a general indication of what's happening. I mean, e-commerce is not going away. E-commerce is still growing. It's just the speed of growth is slowing down. And that is something that uh, all the sellers should be taking a note of. Uh, so this is uh, really talking about this, uh, you know, how do you compare? So if you are a brand, if you're a retailer, uh, for those of you who are looking at the screen, uh, essentially uh, Kahoot did a first party study on the top brands on Shopify and big commerce and also uh, how are those products doing on marketplaces? And if you can see the screen, you will see that uh, this is a product, a very popular headphone from Skullcandy. And if you go to their uh, director website, you will find that the price is about $199. And this data was taken uh, about four or five months ago in the summer. So, you know, if you go, if you're trying to check it out today, the numbers might be slightly different as possible. On their website, first of all, you're going to pay about $200. And you're going to uh, have to wait at least seven days if you want to receive free shipping. But if you hop over to Amazon and you search for the identical item, you will find that, or at least we found in on uh, May 11th of 2022, when this data was taken, that you could get it for $170. And if you're part of, uh, if you're a Prime member, you can get it free one-day delivery. And on Walmart, you can get a free uh, five-day delivery, which is free, for about $169. So just put yourself in the shoes of the consumer. You know, regardless of who's selling on Amazon, maybe it's not the candy brand it is some reseller as long as the product is authentic do you care as a consumer which site would you buy from clearly you know i'm likely to buy from either amazon or walmart amazon being the clear winner here one day free delivery 170 bucks so that is the the impact of shipping parity has on dtc versus marketplaces because marketplaces are a competitive environment so in order for you to win the buy box you need to not only compete on price but you also need to compete on shipping cost and shipping shipping speed. So I know that we will be talking a lot about buy with Prime. And again, for those of you who can see the screen, here's an example, right? We'll continue with the Skull Candy example. That's very popular headphones that we have. It's a very beloved brand. A lot of people love it. But just imagine, as a consumer, you land on this website and you're going to pay $199 or $200 and you don't have certainty. It says free seven day delivery. I don't even know what that means. You know, is it seven days from tomorrow? Is it seven days from today? Does, is the weekend included? Is it not? Honestly, I don't know when the product will arrive. And that is a big turnoff for me as a consumer, you know, because when I don't know, if say it's a gifting item, is definitely a no, because I don't know if I have a time bound purchase, which I ever buy from the site. Um, so just imagine that if their competitor, this is a up and coming brand called Razor. This, again, this research was uh, conducted in uh, summer um, uh, earlier this year. Uh, and this is an unknown brand, but what they're doing here is the same price, perhaps not as popular brand, and they've installed this buy with Prime button. And that buy with Prime button certainly tells you, you can get it as soon as tomorrow and it's free delivery and free returns and then I can check out through Amazon. So just by comparison, it creates 
some challenges for the brands like Skullcandy, and it creates opportunities for brands that can now offer an Amazon-like service utilizing Amazon service, which is buy with Prime. So there's a lot to unpack here, which I know we will be doing later in this um, uh, webinar. Again, the, the examples go on. Here's a Lego. These are popular brands. Some of you might be thinking, oh, you're using examples that are not uh, very popular. These are brands that are, you know, very well known. Olaplex, one of the very well-known health and beauty brands uh, for women. The same story. DTC is more expensive and it takes longer to deliver. Crocs, I mean, you can't beat that, you know. So these are not isolated examples. You can just see that the, there is a big movement coming with respect to shipping parity on DTC sites. Yeah, I mean, I think just the the overall, you know, theme here is Amazon has, has made it a lot tougher for um uh, consumers to to find you know uh, confidence and assurance in, in purchasing from D to C. The bar the bar is set so high now that you know it's it, it's it's very difficult for D to C brands and in, and although possible probably more expensive too right. And again, uh, going down with you know how difficult it is, we know that uh, for DTC brands, the direct-to-consumer brands, the long-term success depends on customer lifetime value. If you cannot have a positive customer lifetime value, you will see those brands erode. I mean, we've seen that you know brands that were very well known, brands like Allbirds. Yes, there is a difference between um, a well-known brand and commercial success. You know, are they? Uh, creating a positive value for their shareholders, or they're just burning money because they had a lot of it at one point, which is quickly evaporating. I mean, brands like Casper, Bonobos, I mean, you name it, there's just a lot of these very popular brands that have taken pretty heavy beating because they haven't quite figured out their business model. I mean, uh, I know Casper um, uh, went private, you know, they were public, then went private. Uh, and you know, discovery is a big problem, right? I mean, the customer acquisition is a big problem when you have 60%, nearly 60% of e-commerce shoppers beginning their journey. I know it says 74% on the screen. I mean, you're talking to different people, you get different numbers, but clearly more people begin their e-commerce journey on Amazon than even on Google. So there is, it's very hard for DTC brands or retailers to acquire that customer and get that traffic and convert that profitably on their site. So, so it's it's a pretty uphill battle for DTC brands. Yeah, certainly, and I, I think that's a great segue into the the next section, Manish, which you know Carrie uh, is going to go over, which is the case for driving D2C to Amazon via the Buy with Prime button. And we're going to talk about a couple of different ways to drive, and this is one of them. But that that kind of resounding theme uh, that Manish just spoke to about um, you know uh, customer acquisition costs being more expensive on D2C, shipping at, at the same level as Amazon being more expensive, right? It's 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 a much harder um, a much harder game, and so even these big brands that that started off with you know loads of cash and the ability to go into the red for years. Um, they're they're finding out that maybe it's you know it's not panning out quite quite like they had expected or, or hoped and maybe not even close. So um, definitely interesting as we transition into this uh, buy with Prime program. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to talk really 
just from the consumer point of view, as well as a seller point of view, um, you know, just when I am searching online or, you know, I get targeted all the time for those Instagram ads and I go and I get, get to the site and there's something I'm looking for. And it's usually PayPal or a secure way to purchase. And then I also go, and I think everyone's kind of doing this is you check to see if it is cheaper on Amazon, just like we were talking about before, because you want to get the best price, right? So, um, the thing that's a benefit for sellers when they go to an actual site is that you capture the customer information, which is what we all want to be able to do. We want to have that lifetime value of the customer. We want to remarket to them. So, um, the buy with prime button, I think is kind of uh, a good way to kind of get the best of both worlds. just based on what we know so far about the program. Okay. Because, um, you're going to be able to apparently get that information of the cut, the customer information, the email, um, their address and all that great information that we want to capture so that we can remarket to them. Now, the question is, you know, are we remarketing them only on the Amazon platform? Is it something that we can capture? We're still kind of working out those details, but um, that is kind of, you know, something that uh, is is the most important for many of us who think, wow, we need to really expand off of Amazon so that we don't, if, if we get shut down on Amazon, you know, we feel like we're out of luck, but this could be, you know, a good, a good way to have the best of both worlds. So um, the cool thing for a customer is that, uh, something I was just thinking about recently is that, you know, PayPal is usually what I like to use, but if you've been watching the news recently, a lot of people have been deleting their PayPals because of their policy that they had about, you know, taking money out of your account, um, for misinformation or something like that. And so that's kind of a scary thought that they can have access to your money. And so people were deleting and their stocks fell. And so for me as a consumer, that's literally the main, if I'm going to some random site that's been marketing me on Instagram, that's the only way I feel safe using that or buying something on that platform is through PayPal. But now that we have the option to do buy with prime, I also trust prime. I'm a prime member and I can get that fast shipping. So, um, it's a really good kind of, I think it's a really good opportunity for the buy with prime button because of that. So it's going to be great for the consumers to have that security, to have that fast shipping. That's another thing you want to get your products faster. You don't want to sit there and wait for five to seven days like you would, you know? So, um, you know, getting the buy with prime button, you can get in a day or two, which is amazing. Um, so with your selling store, you, you've got the logo, you've got, you know, the FBA and the delivery dates, it's all going to be on there just like it would be on an Amazon, um, listing page. So, um, also you get the, they get the free returns. There's a lot of really great benefits for not only the seller, but to the consumers with buy with prime. Yeah, no, definitely all, all, all great call outs. And, um, you know, depending on your category too, um, you know, fulfillment through other, um, you know, other services, other three PLs might just be so darn expensive too. Like I know we work with a lot of kind of ready to drink, uh, beverage brands and, um, you know, shipping a, a 12 pack of, of water, you know, and storing it, 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 it I mean, Amazon gives you an, a nice rate, but it's still pretty expensive, right? And so there's, I think, certain products that historically um, have wanted to leverage, you know, brands have wanted to leverage FBA for their for their fulfillment, out, even outside of Amazon because of those those value propositions. So um, this this also can, you know, help on a margin standpoint for for some of those brands. But maybe buy with Prime isn't what it seems. Uh, you know, there's a lot of hype around it. it it's definitely got its benefits as Carrie just went over. Um, and I, I, I think, you know, I think those benefits um, are, are really important, but perhaps there's another way to go about it. And, and so that's what we're going to talk about 
uh, now is the case for driving D2C to Amazon via link. So same same thought process, same understanding, of, you know, same principles, uh, but rather than through Amazon's official process and button or in, in you know, uh, you know, profit channel that they're making off of it, you you can do it through a link. And even before the buy with Prime button came out, we we were working with our brands that wanted to to create our own button on their D2C site that drives to Amazon um, or Target or Walmart or wherever they want. And there's other third-party tools out there where you can kind of, you know, layer all those different retailers if you want and track. Um, but for just driving to Amazon, um, we're, we're proponents of, of using the link. Um, that may change as we learn more about, you know, exactly what information and capabilities we can get with Buy With Prime once it comes out of uh, beta. Um, but the reason we recommend the link uh, is 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 the following. And so Josh and I are going to kind of tag team this here and 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 jump from uh, from from bullet to bullet here. So uh, for those of you that aren't watching, we'll we'll try to elaborate as much as possible. But first and foremost, uh, boost conversion rate of traffic. Uh, we got a case study we'll show on the next slide where this boosted traffic between 10 and 20 percent, um, depending on the month. And and so everything that Carrie talked about. Uh, about you know fast shipping, uh, you know assurance, you know of of you know your your money is going to come back to you if you want to get a refund or you know all of that kind of um, you know uh, uh, all of those benefits that allow the customer to feel feel assured in their purchase is is going to go up when when you bring Amazon into the picture unless you're pulling all the bells and whistles that Manish will talk about in a little bit um, to really uh, bring your D2C business to the Amazon level. But yeah, overall, just boosting conversion of traffic. And, you know, if you're running paid media, especially paid social to D2C right now, you've seen those costs go up. You've seen, you've seen that, that, you know, cost per acquisition go up. Um, we're hearing it from all brands across all industries. And so if you're still spending on and driving that traffic, wouldn't you want it to ultimately convert at a higher rate, even if that means that first conversion is on Amazon, um, I think a lot of a lot of people would say yes. Um, so, so yeah, Josh, new to brand customers. Yep, just what Nick mentioned. I mean, new to brand customer acquisition is greater and then less expensive. Um, as you guys, they all know, the listeners may know. Usually for D2C sites, it's if you want free shipping, it's either you spend an X amount in order to get the free shipping or you pay an extra amount. So with this new Unibrand customer acquisition process, we figured that it's a lot smarter for us to just add the link in to drive to Amazon, where a lot of the consumer will usually just have Prime to benefit from the Prime shipping as well. And that makes it so it's less expensive on the D2C side and then also for the consumer. So I think that's always gonna be a great thing to go across to them from Acquiring customers that might not always, you know, convert on the D2C level might just go to Amazon and we get them to funnel into our Amazon account. So yeah, yeah, definitely. And and uh, you know, one of the beautiful things about Amazon is, as probably most of us listening could attest to is is the impact that it can have on your organic ranking, right? And so not only are you driving that initial directly attributable sale hopefully converting somebody that's new to brand that you wouldn't have converted had you not driven them to amazon 
um, you are also impacting the, the organic ranking of that product and by doing so impacting your organic sales. And so what we like to do here at Vendo um, when we're running D2C to Amazon is we like to track BSR, category ranking, keyword ranking. I mean, we're tracking these things anyway, but in the context of this, we like to track it even more granularly. And, you know, it's not it's not terms of service. Some brands, you know, might might want to do this, but um, there's also, you know, the ability to add a, um, a keyword into that into that link and and more um, aggressively to drive drive ranking for that keyword. Um, so that's just that's just something else to keep in mind. And then before Amazon came out with the the buy with Prime feature, uh, just a couple months before I think they came out with this awesome referral bonus. Um, Josh, you want to talk to that? Yeah, yeah, of course. So I'm sure a lot of the listeners know if you guys do any external traffic to Amazon. Um, I'm hoping and I hope that you guys are you know utilizing this 10% referral bonus because any external marketing or any external traffic you guys are bringing into Amazon, when you create an attribution link, you will get 10% back, um, which makes it so your referral fee or your FBA fee will just amount to 5% instead of the 15%, which is usually the steepest of the FBA fees. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Can I say yeah. something about that too? I don't know yeah. if I can mention it, but Helium 10 actually created a way for you to create these referral links much easier than in the uh, than in the backend or the campaigns manager on Amazon. And I know a lot of people have told me they get frustrated about creating it and they just gave up and didn't know how to do it. It's a little more yeah. complicated. So Helium 10 made it super, super easy. So if you have a Helium 10 account, you can go and create these attribution links in there. And not only that, Tracking keyword rank is also super easy in Helium 10. You can add these keywords um, with the with your actual product. And you can see, you know, in real time, you can hit a boost button. You can literally see every hour how the rank is improving. So just a little extra tip tips for that. Every every hour, is that right? That's news to me. Yeah. So there's a boost oh, it button. Uh, it's actually they they normally it'll check every 24 hours, but there's a little right. rocket ship boost button that if you want to check it for 10 days, it'll, it'll check it every hour on the hour so that you can, especially when you launch your campaigns like this, you can actually see it in real time, how it's affecting. So that's brilliant. Yeah. We were just doing a lot of email uh, marketing, external email marketing for our brands for, for prime early access sale. And we were talking about, Oh man, if you know, if only we could pinpoint by the hour how when that email went out and those sales came in, what that did to that keyword ranking versus just looking at the day as a whole, which has so many other variables. So you just you just answered one of our questions, Carrie. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! I can't it's believe a golden it. nugget. We've yeah. had it for a few years, so I'm sorry you've been missing out. <laughs> you guys are just evolving, you know, so quickly with so much, and uh, it's 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 great. But yeah, um, we got to keep our eyes on all on all areas. Um, so yeah, the 10% referral bonus. You're not going to get that with the buy with Prime program. So that that's a big difference maker there, especially if you're doing this at scale. Um, and you know, I know buy with Prime has their own fees and strip costs, and then through the link, you know, you're doing your FBA fee and you're doing your referral fee. So you got to weigh those pros and cons, but in our analysis, it's more profitable um, or at least less expensive anyway to, to do it through um, your own link um, as long as it's converting at just as high or as close as high as a rate. Um, and then the last thing to mention here is, you know, when you're driving that traffic to, uh, to Amazon, you want to make sure to 
capture as much data as possible. Obviously, you'll have a pixel on your, your, your D2C site, I hope, and you can capture data there for retargeting. But uh, we're also recommending that our brands add their uh, new new brand, new new customer pop-up, um, an Amazon option if they are going to drive to Amazon. So then that way, if the customer wants to sign up for the email list and get that code, it works on Amazon or D2C. We're capturing that information. So after they convert, we can remarket to them, ask for reviews, bring them into our community, do all those fun things that D2C brands get to do. And Amazon brands sometimes have to try really hard to. Um, <laughs> So yeah, and I, I know I referenced this case study earlier, but um, just to reiterate, uh, we did a we did a test where we basically put this button on with a link, um, and we saw Amazon sales coming through that link uh, uh, go up. Well, we saw sales on that on those products go up about twenty to thirty percent, depending on the month. We did this for a six month period, um, and we did see D 2 C sales drop about ten percent. Um, but, but, but net, net total there overall, um, we, we were winning. So, and, and you can break this down to profit, of course, because if you want to do the full analysis, but, um, overall we were converting more traffic than we weren't and that's what this brand wanted. So it was, uh, it was a success. All right. Last, but definitely not least the case for not driving D to C to Amazon Manish. Well, there's, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Nick. So uh, I think the big thing that we coined is uh, this buy with Prime is uh, like a Trojan horse. You know, it is encapsulating many of Amazon services into one and uh, specifically Amazon advertising, Amazon pay payments, and then FBA fulfillment by Amazon. Uh, and buy with Prime infiltrates the entire customer journey from the product discovery to conversion to post-purchase, which includes fulfillment, and then finally repeat purchase. And I'll use an example of each that how buy with Prime, you know, just to make this interesting, Nick, uh, that how is that evil? You know, how is, how is that not so good for uh, DTC brands? So we'll use the uh, discovery example, right? So if you, um, if you see on your DTC website that you have branded with your own you know, logo, colors, the whole nine yards. And then right next to that, you see Amazon's very popular, very familiar logo with the prime swoosh on it. And so what that's doing, it's telling, you know, if you are a big brand and, I, you know, Shopify, by the way, has banned the use of buy with prime on any Shopify store. It's against the Shopify's terms of service. So you can't really use it. So essentially to the consumer, it sends a signal that, you know what, if I see this buy with Prime, let's open another browser window and start checking out the prices of these uh, products on, on Amazon. Once, you, once the user goes over to Amazon, you know, God help them, you know, meaning there's no, you have no control over what they're going to buy. You know, you're going to be bombarded. If you're going to see Duracell, you'll see the next the competitor Energizer right next to it and so on. It just, you know, um, Nick, I think maybe if you want to add something, I'm happy to... Uh, to let you uh, get a word in. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it, it really just depends on, you know, I, I, in my point of view, it depends on, you know, wh what your brand goals are and how, how you're, you know, how important remarketing is. And, um, you know, I think we're, we're talking about some good workaround ways to, to make e either of the three options, you know, viable. Um, so, yeah. And so the next part of the customer journey, which is uh, the conversion, right? So if you, most DTC brands, uh, by the way, um, 
uh, would like to increase the average basket size, right? Uh, free shipping on orders over $50. But now if I do buy with Prime, there is no minimum. So if I'm a DTC site, I could check out with, a, with toothpicks in my, in my shopping cart and still get free shipping. So it completely goes against the grain of you know, increasing the basket size for free shipping. So that's just second point. Now the third is the conversion, the fulfillment and post-purchase, which is where the customer data comes in. The products arrive in Amazon branded box. So is it building your DTC brand or is it building Amazon's brand? You know, and then finally to, to you know, repeat purchase. You know? So let's say I put this uh, a skull candy item in my shopping cart and I abandon the shopping cart. And then I go to Amazon, which we know that 85% of the prime shoppers visit Amazon. And so what am I going, I'm, if Skull Candy is not selling on Amazon for whatever reason, or if it's out of stock, I'm definitely guaranteed to see a competitor that will be retargeted for my product that I have driven to Amazon. So there are some major risks associated with these. And you know, Kahoot, we, we provide Amazon life fulfillment services. So it's not that you cannot, you cannot provide prime life fulfillment outside of Prime or FBA. In fact, there are many, many reasons why FBA is not the cheapest. It's a, it's a myth. It's, it's completely, um, most sellers, have, if you're selling larger, bulkier items, for example, we've seen Amazon multi-channel fulfillment. You know, multi-channel fulfillment is more expensive than orders that originate on Amazon. And so will be the case with buy with Prime. So your fulfillment cost is not going to be the same as if it, as if the customer went and bought it on Amazon.com. So come check out. You know there are other options. You can create a Prime-like fulfillment experience on your DTC site. Buy with Prime is an option to consider, but there are other options like Kahoot that can help you as well. Yeah, that's a that's a really good call out, Manish, about the difference between uh, the cost of fulfilling a sale that comes through Amazon's marketplace versus using their multi-channel fulfillment to to fulfill products on other channels. Yeah, that's I think that's really important because um, I think you know people are quick to jump to say, hey, you know, FBA, you, you get to tap into Amazon's you know UPS account rates and it's as cheap as it's going to get, but that's not always the case. That's yeah, in fact, our data that we've analyzed is 51% more expensive to do multi-channel fulfillment. And if you're selling things like apparel, which people buy a lot of these, uh, um, you know, uh, if you have two pairs of socks, red and green, Amazon will charge you for each one individually. So you'll be paying twice as much, which is not as not the case if you're doing self-fulfillment. But to, to summarize, right, on this, DTC brands are stuck between a rock and a hard place. What... Buy with Prime has done a set the new standard because now consumers should be expecting or will expect that same Prime-like delivery experience everywhere. Very soon, you'll start seeing brands, smaller ones in, uh, in particular, adopting the, the Buy with Prime. And to the example of, you know, earlier example that I've made, Skull Candy versus Razor. If Razor starts offering it and Skull Candy doesn't, there is a potential problem for Skull Candy. So if you don't do anything, you know, you may lose out on price and delivery experience, and you will lose out to marketplaces, and there's no real clear path to growth. However, if you install the buy with Prime button, you will certainly be, you know, uh, the margins could be lower because the basket size is lower. Amazon, you're sharing the customer information with Amazon, and you can, you can be sure that Amazon is not just leaving that customer information aside. You know, they will be including that in their larger algorithm and also, if you abandon the cart, remarketing, retargeting, all of those, 
there's a possibility if your brand is not very strong that you might lose out that sale to somebody else in an effort to uh, help the customer with a prime like delivery experience, but you need to be very, very careful with these. Again, the program is still in beta, so we don't know a lot about it, but uh, enough, suffice to say that the movement is coming. The two-day delivery experience or expectation is going to become even more universal outside of Amazon. I'm gonna hand it back to you, Nick and Carrie. Yeah, no, that's, this, this has been fantastic. And I think, you know, we, like, like I mentioned, we've, we've, we've put forth kind of three types of options two driving to Amazon, one not driving to Amazon. And, you know, I think what we can probably all agree on is, is that it's not a one size fits all solution. Um, and, you know, you, you got to take into account your margins, which, you know, take into account the types of products you sell, you got to take into account, you know, where, in the life cycle your brand is at? Is it a, you know, emerging brand that doesn't have a lot of investment, an emerging brand that's well-funded, household name? So there's all these variables that you have to think about. And, and um, you know, that's that's what we do here at Vendo. We like to help guide our, our brands in the right direction and provide the resources to help test these things out. Um, but like you said, Manish, this is the, the, the present and the future. Uh, I think we're gonna see more and more of this. I, I know, you know, the six years I've been working in the Amazon world, uh, night and day with the 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 um, willingness of brands to drive attention, you know, much less traffic to to Amazon. Um, it's it's pretty incredible. So I, I we've, we've seen that shift firsthand. Um, yeah. So uh, that that's the, the summary there for everyone. Um, different ways to drive to Amazon pros, cons and methods. Before we close out, any any final thoughts, Carrie, Josh or Manish? No, yeah, I think you you nailed it. It just really depends on your business, you know, especially for Amazon sellers, it is quite an investment to drive to your own website and, and keep that remarketing going while you're also trying to manage these other marketplaces. So it really is up to you based on your business needs, how big and small and the funding that's that was perfectly said. So definitely agree with that. Same, same here. I think, uh, Nick, you really summarized it well. I think uh, each brand and, and to think about it a little bit even more granular, think in terms of SKUs and products, not just in all or nothing. You know, some SKUs may be suitable for uh, buy with Prime. Some SKUs may mm -hmm. be suitable that you want to, you know, do uh, utilize some other service. So it, it just, uh, there is no universal uh, one size fits all. I love that. That, that, that. That's a great call out. Um, well, thank you both for joining today for the Vendo podcast. It's a pleasure having you both on. Um, thanks to the audience for, for tuning in. And uh, like always, we'll have a new episode every every other Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe. Feel free to reach out to, to any of us. If you have questions, actually, Carrie and Manish, do you want any? Uh, how, how can people reach out to you? Um, you can. Well, for Kahoot. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Carrie. <laughs> uh, you can uh, you can find me on Facebook in the Helium 10 Facebook groups. Um, you can join Helium 10 members, but I also run the Winning with Walmart. It's called the Helium 10 Winning with Walmart Facebook group. So if you wanted to you know start selling at Walmart too, I run that and I do like live AMAs every week in there. So you can get me there and just DM me on on Facebook. And uh, you can find uh, Kahoot on Kahoot.ai. That's the website. Just fill out the contact us form. If you uh, want to connect with me, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So just please, uh, go, uh, you know, uh, I was going to say Google my name on LinkedIn, but that's not, <laughs> not going to work. Uh, but just search 
search for Kahoot. Uh, that's Kahoot.ai. But uh, love to connect and learn from the audience as well, and for from the rest of you guys, because I know each one of us brings some unique strengths here. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks again, everyone. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next time.